0: Hey NAIA FBall fans, this is John Cooper and Corey Thorpe here. We have a special guest with us this week. We are taking our interviews to the Mid-State Football Association with Concordia head coach, head coach Schumacher. Coach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. We were keeping up with the Concordia Cardinals all year long. And uh, just so our listeners know, you guys are in the Mid-States Football Association, um, which is probably one of the tougher leagues out there, but your conference is split up into two divisions. Coach, how could you describe your division, the Mid-East, the level of competition over there?
1: It's a great league. Every week that uh, we compete, uh, we we got tough opponents, great players, great coaching. I think the linemen in the league uh, are definitely uh, big boys that and definitely at a high level. So um, all around, it, it's a really really good league.
2: That being said, Coach, um, you know the the two, you know, kind of other big guns in your, in your conference, you're, you're looking at, at St. Francis, um, you know, who is never anyone to, to overlook, and you've got, you got Marion. Now, y'all beat St. Francis last year, but y'all fell to Marion. Um, you know, how do you, how do you go, going forward, um, kind of avenge that loss to Marion a little bit? Attack each day,
1: get after it, um, you know, in spring bowl, we take the time to focus on and practice on each opponent um, and really try to make sure we're prepping in the offseason for that. But at the same time, we know that um, Malone's our first game, and uh, we got to focus on that, the Division two opponent out of Canton. And um, every day is preparing for the next game, and every week is the most important game. And so those guys are very, very good. And uh, I think there's some other teams in our league, too, that are going to be really good as well. And so, um, you know, I think it's it's one thing to know that. You know, I know our guys are going to be
0: Coach, I, I totally agree with that, and I'd like to hit on a point. I know Corey mentioned St. Francis and Marion, but, I mean, that's not all. You guys had Sienna Heights as well. Uh, am I pronouncing that name right, Coach? Yes. Okay. They're just about
1: 40 minutes
0: out of here. Right, and that's what I was going to mention. That's, that's almost a – I'm sure everybody in that league, you know, is a rival in their own perspective – but that's that's a very close school that was also in the playoff mix you know outside the picture so your league's going to be really tough but coach let's um we we'll, we have plenty of time to reflect back on the 2018 season i want to know what you guys are doing right now in 2019 with the semester starting back um what's the plan for the month of january and february for us you know our guys are still on break
1: right now our guys get a three week Christmas break, then a three week January term. So some of the guys are back here lifting, uh, working, taking classes. Uh, then the rest of the guys will come back during the last week in January, which really affords us some time as coaches to uh, really, really prep um, the leadership that we want to work on. Um, our family leaders our families, our guys will come back and we'll have a draft. They'll draft those guys into uh, families. And the last 10 guys will be. Um, rookie free agents and then they, uh, we've got a scoring system and how we do that. Uh, we'll get after it, lifting with early morning workouts and guys will be in study tables, uh, that have below the benchmark GPA that we have set out for them. And, uh, really it's about, uh, helping these guys develop great, uh, study habits, great work ethic, just doing all the little things that they're supposed to do. Um, we also want them to enjoy college. We want them to have fun, um, and enjoy the special time that they have here, you know, because there's going to be a lot of life ahead of them where they're going to have a lot of responsibilities, and they have quite a bit right now. It's just a little bit different after you graduate college. So we wanted to learn how to balance all those things, but definitely get after it and be focused. And uh, our guys are hungry. You know, guys are in here working out. I can hear them banging weights right now, and um, it's exciting.
0: Now, Coach, are you in your office taking this interview? Yeah, I am. That is awesome so tell me um, during the season what's a regular day like for you say it's Tuesday and you're it's game week what's a, a day like for you
1: we install early uh, Tuesday morning 7 a.m. and so we'll have an hour meeting at that time that's so the one day we ask our guys to get up early so we'll have an install meeting early in the morning after that we um, Because we stay late Monday nights to uh, kind of finalize our game plan as coaches. So, a lot of times after that install meeting, I'll run home, take the trash out, tidy up the house a little bit because I've been busy working from home on Sunday and then not there Monday. So, try to help my wife out with some of those things. And I'll get back to the work, back to school pretty quickly because I don't live far away. And then um, in that office, we're scripting, prepping practice, making sure we're taking care of business uh, for getting practice ready, uh, finalizing uh, the practice plan, Uh, if I have any, you know, meetings with the athletic director or anything like that, taking care of some of those things, Um, and then we practice from four to six, uh, and so our guys will get out early and start taking care of business, Um, and then we're getting after it on Tuesday's practice, so after that practice though, heading back home, you know, spend time with the family, watching film from practice at home, and then... Getting ready to go
2: the next day, Coach. I uh, just want to talk a little bit about your team, both sides of the ball. Um, you have a great core offensively coming back with your leading rusher, your starting QB, and your leading wide receiver all coming back uh, next year. What does it What does it mean for your team to have um, the those three? Um, coming back, how does that make your life easier?
1: Uh, you now, the most important thing I think that's coming back that you missed there is uh, we got four of five offensive linemen this last year were sophomores. Um, and that so uh, what does that mean? That means that uh, we've got an opportunity to get even better. And uh, you know, I think these guys have a really high ceiling, and I believe that their uh, work ethic is going to get them to that place, and so you know, I think it'll allow us to take another step. But I think there's a lot of guys um, that maybe weren't even mentioned, and who we're referring to right now. Um, but, you know, I think there's definitely a few guys that are going to pop up, and guys will notice next year that uh, maybe been lurking behind a little bit right now on our team, maybe not as many people know about, but uh, our team does. That are really going to step up and uh, get after it next year. So it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. I think when you have that. Um, you know, there's high expectations, but at the same time, it's a new year and you have to forget about what's behind us and press on for what's ahead.
2: Absolutely. Now you're a defensive, uh, coach at heart. Um, now you're losing a couple of linebackers and I believe your top three tacklers, uh, from last year. Who's, who's going to be a uh, next man up for y'all? Who are you looking forward to on that defense?
1: I really think, uh. Reggie Thompson is going to be a big leader for us. He was a defensive player of the game against Brian uh, Hart in the playoffs. Uh, he's a guy that really was an inside linebacker um, that was behind two All Conference guys. We moved outside and just found to, we had to find a way to get him on the field use him because he's a very smart and uh, intelligent player. And so um, I think he's a guy that really knows the ins and outs of a lot of positions because we moved him around a little bit, as well as knows. Um, our defense um, really, really well. An example from Reggie, you know, he's playing a JV game this freshman year and he was checking the stuff that I was really shocked that he was able to check to and then to tell telling the corner and the safety what to do. Uh, so I think Reggie will be a guy that certainly um, start a few games when Andrew O'Hare was um, battling a hamstring issue earlier in the year. And uh, so I think, I definitely think for single out one guy, I think he's a guy that'll definitely come back to
0: throw uh, some big shoes. Hey, Coach. So I'm going to flip it back to the offensive side of the ball. Um, I was watching some clips and going back through the live streams that your uh, social media team does a very great job of archiving, and I wish more NAIA teams would do that. So hats off to them. But uh, let me ask you, um, as far as run plays go, what's probably your favorite run play to call? I know a lot of uh, – stretches to Joe Connor trying to get him outside the tackle box and hit the outside. And uh, what's your favorite run to call, Coach? That
1: was definitely a great play for us towards the end of the year, the outside zone stretch. thought our guys did a really good job uh, blocking that. And, um, again, some of the defenses we faced, we thought that was a really good one. Um, you know, we traditional in terms of what we run, and everybody knows, you know, you see inside zone, power counter. And then we'll mix it up with a few um, – other plays in there as well. Uh, but for me, my favorite play is probably the counter. And so I don't mind saying that because, uh, I don't call plays on offense. And so, but we definitely mix it up in there, but it, it, my heart, I, the counter plays probably my favorite.
0: Coach, uh, I, I, agree with you there, especially with that guard kicking out that end. Um, let's go to, uh, Roger Engel. Um, Watching you guys through the playoffs and going back and watching the tape, um, to me, I felt like he was very efficient and hit the spots that he needed to. Um, my question for you is: What one thing do you think he could really take his game to the next level with? I guess one thing of improvement. That's a good question. I don't
1: need Rogers. Uh, hit your here. You I'm looking at a picture of my wall uh, where he stepped in and um, really took advantage of when we, we beat Marion for the first time in 2017 and helped secure a playoff spot for us. He came in and just did an unbelievable job. Late in the game, we're down. And the ball hit the turf, picked it back up, spun around, found a receiver, and then uh, led us for a touchdown on that drive. And then obviously uh, getting the majority of all the snaps this past uh, fall, you know he's done a really good job um, learning to lead, and uh, I'm excited to see that um, just continue to grow from him. And so within that, you know he definitely has the arm strength and the ability to make all the throws and do that. And so we're, we're just excited to see him continue to grow as a leader um, within his teammates. And uh, saw him in here a little bit earlier, getting after it, lifting weights, and he's a guy that definitely takes care of his body and uh, pushes other guys in there. So that's probably the thing I'm most excited about watching him do because I think when you look at um, the top teams that win the championships in N.A.I., whether it's a conference championship or national championship, I think at the top of each team you're going to see a great leader. And, um, you know, I think that's what we're looking for out of
2: our quarterbacks. Coach, um, I'm, I'm real curious. Being there in Ann Arbor – Um, obviously, you know, unlike some of these other, um, teams, um, that, that they're the only ball game in town, y'all have, uh, just a little bit of a big brother there, don't you? What's it, what's it like being in the shadow of the maze and blue? Well,
1: we... Didn't know Eastern Michigan is six miles east of the University of Michigan, and we're smack dab right in between them. And so, um, you know, we're a we're unique deal. The nice thing is, we're located right near the highway and one of the main uh, kind of entrances into the city of Ann Arbor. And so, you know, a lot of people can see the stadium and see the university from there. Um, you know, I think it keeps you level headed, it keeps you humble and hungry. You know, our guys, um, you know, they're they get after the Concordia I think it, I think the nice thing about being in the small community uh, here on campuses and we talk to our guys about it but you know people want to come watch you play not just because of the name on your jersey people come to watch and play you because they have a connection to someone on this team and how you treat people whether it's you know there might be one person in the stands that can't you know there's one or two guys on the team um, and that's why they're coming to be there And so who we are as individuals um is how we create our fan support. But we certainly are very supportive. You know, I I think we got a, a great, great home atmosphere. There's no track around the field. So just having those fans right up close, right behind us, um, really proud of, you know, our fans and how they've really traveled for us, especially in the state of Michigan over the last few years.
0: Coach, um, you know, Concordia has such a, a young history Um, And like you said, the the fan support's growing. Right now, you are, you know, like I said, it's a very young history. And you're number one in career wins there. Uh, I want to ask, where do you envision yourself and the Cardinals here in five years?
1: I envision the Cardinals continuing to be committed to myself to the development of young men in um, helping them develop as athletes, students, men, and as Christians. And I you know it, it's pretty impressive uh, to see all the young coaches get NFL jobs, but I was also really impressed by um, coaches in our league. You know, seeing Coach Donnelly over at uh, St. Francis, who's been there for a long time, seeing the coaches at Siena Heights that have been there, uh, Coach Cohen, since they started the program, had the opportunity to go in the quarterfinals to Kansas and see uh, Benedictine College, um, where their head coach, you know, has been there for 40 years, and another assistant for 40, and another one for 30-some, and another guy for 17 you know still a long time, but doesn't look quite as long as forty. Um, to see the impact, um, actually, for Coach Wilcox at Benedictine College, I got to see sit at uh, his Hall of Fame banquet at Mary I, and see men from ages of I don't know, probably fifty to thirty, and something like that. A lot of those guys come back for uh, that, and the amount of impact that he made on their lives at that university. It was just, it was really special to see that. I think that's what makes the nai really really unique not only is it you know a great level of football between you know the talent that you have but also the sacrifice guys make uh to be at that level i really think guys are um play for the just for the passion in the game and the fact they are sincere about getting their degrees so you know i think at concordia you know um Concordia is a relatively young school, started as a junior college in the 1960s and became a four-year school in the 80s, and so, um, you know, I think it's just excitement for Concordia. You know, we're, you know, young football program, young university, and I definitely think the best is ahead of us.
0: Coach, I definitely agree, as uh, me and Corey both met Coach Wilcox down in Daytona Beach, He's a class act, so is his coaching staff. So I am cheering on you guys to build something similar there as far as uh, long tenures of building great young men like you have already these past two years going into your third season. Now, Coach, we have about a couple more questions left. Um, I want to go, and you credited your offensive line, but there's one in particular I wanted to talk about, uh, Donovan Corlew. You know, he has transitioned very well these two years for you guys, where he was a all-conference guy in his freshman year, and now he was reaching All-American honorable mentions. Uh, how do you see him progressing into his junior year? You guys are a lot of smash-mouth football.
1: Yeah, I, well, I see him continuing to lead uh, guys and how he conducts himself on and off the field. He's a great student. Uh, he's a great... A young man on our campus, Uh, you know, I can see him when he's working on campus. I see him working out, just seeing him getting after it. Uh, Just an outstanding young man. I think that his um, imprint is going to get even bigger is what I see. So all the awesome things that he's doing now, I think it's just going to, you know, um, to steal it from one of our former coaches, Coach Chuck. Instead of just being a footprint, it's going to be a handprint on uh, the things that are on this football program, and I'm excited about that because uh, the character and just everything about uh, Diamond just exudes um, exactly what we're looking for in our guys and what we want our guys and our team to be about.
0: Coach, I, I totally agree with that. And one more question about that offensive line. Um, You know, everywhere I've been, I'm a high school coach myself just south of Tallahassee, Florida, Um, or I played at a little, you know, NAIA school myself in Faulkner University in Alabama, and I've been around several NAIA programs, but I want to ask, is there – the brotherhood of an offensive lineman as a unit – there's nothing like it. and do you? I imagine with four sophomores being on the line this year, I guess that would might be your tightest knit group.
1: I would definitely say the linemen have really come into their own uh, this year. I don't know if I could say it's the tightest group. part hard for me to assess it. We have a lot of tight groups. Uh, the coach, uh, Glennie and Coach Manry, just do an unbelievable job working with them. And uh, they definitely, I, I won't say they're the tightest, I won't say that they're not some of the head of them, but they are definitely, definitely a very tight knit group. And um, it's been awesome to see. I think that's probably been one of the most improved areas on our team um, over the, the six years that I've been here is the offensive line play. And so I'm uh, just really proud of all of those guys.
2: Coach, final question before we let you go here what excites you most? about the 2019 season? What's what's the one thing that get, when you get up in the morning you go, oh man, we're going to do this?
1: I think we have a lot of uh, really great people in our program. I'm in, in love with our coaching staff. The guys on our team just love them. And so... When I think about the guys that maybe haven't played as much that I think are really, really talented um, and their opportunities and the guys that we have played that are talented, just putting those guys together, watching them grow as a team and then finding ways to help them be successful on the field and putting them in the best situations, You know that gets me excited specifically as a football coach when it comes to football. You, know, you love watching guys grow when they're uncomfortable and they struggle and they go through that um you know it's exciting to see all those things happen and the life lessons that happen a part of that um that's that's just the process with the people and uh watching them grow and getting to do it with a great coaching staff that's been committed to each other and to uh our mission statement i really think that uh, you know we talk as a team when you can strongest forces in the world is when you can get a group of guys um, that are willing to sacrifice for something they believe in. And I definitely think that we have a lot of men here that are willing to do that and are a part of that and all about it. So that's what gets me
0: excited. Coach, that is awesome to hear. Um, You know, as we run all the social media accounts and websites for NAIA football, we definitely can tell that – some you know teams and especially you guys are definitely doing it right as as far as the interaction that we receive on there we have a bunch of high school kids that definitely always say something about Concordia I know that for a fact because I do a lot of uh, graphic design editing for some kids that want to go to your school and so I just want to say congratulations on that 2018 season you guys had, and good luck to that 2019 season. I hope everyone enjoyed the interview today with Coach Josh Schumacher. And, Coach, good luck for the 2019 season. Thank you very much. Have fun. Yes, sir. NAI football fans, you just listened to a pre recorded interview with Coach Schumacher of the Concordia Cardinals. Corey, can you give me just one thought before we close today's podcast about what we were able to listen to and learn from?
2: Man, I might be uh, taking the words out of your mouth here because I know you just love talking about offensive line. Um, but, you know, you could just sense he is really, really excited about his his running game coming back with those with those O linemen and with Joe
0: Connor running behind him. He is ready to run some people over. Corey, I absolutely agree with that. I also liked how we talked about the elite level competition that they play in in the Mid States Football Association, that Eastern Division with them, St. Francis, Marion, and Siena Heights, all four teams had the potential to win that division. You know, it's going to be a claw and death fight next year between those four teams. And it's it's going to be very interesting. So I think he's going to rise to that occasion. And I think he's going to go behind that young offensive line, he says, that's coming back. Uh, Going back to an interview, I think he said he had four sophomores or younger on the offensive line that got substantial playing time. So hats off to him. Now, Corey, we have only one... Piece of interesting news, Coach Drinkle from Kansas Wesleyan is going to Army, you know West Point to be an offensive analyst. Congratulations to him, man. That's that's awesome.
2: Yeah, definitely. And it's, you know, we we've, we've talked about this. Army is is different. Um, you know, it's it's a. It's just a, it's, it's a different style of program. There are rivalries in every level, but there is nothing like Army, Navy. There's nothing like those service academy games. And so for him to be able to be in the thick of that, um, I know that, that he is going to enjoy that a lot, especially with that, that potent uh, Army uh, rushing attack.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with that. It was uh, cool to see him at that Army Navy game back in uh, let's see December, uh, early December, mm-hmm. and now to see him as a part of that coaching staff. And he gave five great years to Kansas Wesleyan, especially this historic undefeated regular season, going to the playoffs, winning that first KCAC title since nineteen or excuse me two thousand two. So hats off to him. Nai football fans, stay tuned. We have a great interview next week with Lindsey Wilson College's head coach, Chris Oliver. You will not want to miss that. Subscribe to every social media platform. Let's continue to grow this thing. For John Cooper, Corey Thorpe, we are signing off.